Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Sky Sports News and uh, breaking news reaching us here involving Arsenal captain Cesc Fabregas. Our sources tell us that Fabregas is in a Barcelona hospital having a medical right now and a deal could be completed by the end of the day. He's been accompanied there by his DNA manager, that's Xavi, to make sure that his genes are 100% compatible with Barcelona. So a five-year, £200,000 a week deal on the table. Some quotes coming in from Gerard Piquet, who says, I can't wait for Fabregas to be a Barcelona player. He's a great player. And when he comes, we're going to have sleepovers in my house. We're going to stay up late drinking fizzy pop and watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And my mum can't do anything about it because I've got my own house right now. But where does it leave Arsenal after a summer of speculation? Clearly the only way is down now for Arsene Wenger's men. And pundits are predicting relegation. brand new football season is about to kick off. A brand new season of the Arsecasts just has. 
with brand new theme music too, with thanks to Johnny Massacre and the twin Vulcan crew based on the original theme tune by the fabulous people at thewayout.co.uk. In a way, it's kind of like having a new shirt, isn't it? You need to update things every now and again, and, and by shirt I mean, you know, a proper football shirt, not the kind of shirt that you would wear to work. Certainly not the kind of shirt that's blue and white pinstripes, which has the all-white collar and the all-white cuffs, because those shirts make me angry for reasons I can't go into right now. They are an abomination. But Arsenal's new shirt this season is quite a thing of beauty. Red and white sleeves, it's very simple. It would make you wonder why and how they get it wrong so often, particularly the last home shirt did not great at all. This is a trophy-winning shirt, and let's hope it uh, lives up to its billing. So uh, I hope you're all well. Hope you've had a good summer. Of course, we've been chatting via the blog and all that kind of stuff, but no arse casting since the end of uh, last season. And and towards the end of last season, I was hoping uh, to do a sort of a round table, you know, the end of season discussion. And, you know, I just was all a bit too miserable to do it. It wasn't a discussion that I think any of us would be terribly happy to have. And I, I can't imagine anybody would have got a great deal of pleasure from listening to it. So we scrapped that idea altogether. So we haven't had any cast for a while. I was actually going to do a roundtable for the start of the season. Uh, but then, after some thinking and discussions with the other participants, we decided it would be better to wait until we had a, a proper idea of the strength and depth and makeup of this particular squad. Because we could do the roundtable now and make all kinds of assumptions and predictions based on what we've got. But when we sign all these new players in the next few weeks, before the end of the transfer window, would make us all look very foolish indeed. <clears throat> uh, seriously, though, we'll wait till the uh, till the end of the month and the transfer window closes, and then we'll have a better idea of, of where this squad is. At the moment, it's in a slightly worrying place, but we'll come to that uh, a bit later on. So I know many of you would be expecting me throughout the summer to be sitting down and, and working on various things for the Arscast, and... The frustration for me, more than anything, I know everyone's frustrated that we haven't made any new signings. Uh, I am particularly frustrated, not just from a football point of view, but because it's good to have new people come along and and possibly uh, new characters for the Arscast. Um, There's not much mileage to be had out of Koscielny, really, when you think about it. I don't know anything about him or what he might be or, you know, his name doesn't quite fit with 70s camp disco icon. We don't know if he can score with his penis yet. These are all terribly important factors when it comes to making podcasts every week. And then there's our other signing. I'm thinking, what possibly could we do with Marouane Shamak? There aren't too many French, Moroccan cultural icons out there that you could play him off against. Shamak attack? Like the old band Shack attack? But then who knows Shack attack these days? Certainly not the young kids. Shamak. Barack. Shamak. Shamak Obama. Well, welcome everybody. Please have a seat. Have a seat. It is wonderful to see all of you. You killed our pelicans, you British asshole. So as you can hear, there's really not very much going on with that. Not a great deal of mileage at all. So while we wait for the signings to happen, and I do believe they'll happen... I'm clinging on to that faint hope with my no fingernails. I would urge the football club, the manager, and Ivan Gazidis, I would urge them to look not only at the ability of the player that they're thinking of bringing to the club, not only his talent, 
His application, his desire, his ability, his ambition, and his injury record, of course. I would urge him to look beyond that and think about his comedy potential as well. They could do that, bring in a couple of players before the end of the season, everything would be hunky-dory. So the other big thing we've had this summer is the whole Cesc Fabregas thing, and uh, I don't think it's really worth addressing in the podcast, other than to say, Xavi is a cunt, Iniesta, he's a cunt, Puyol, he's a cunt, Gerard Piquet, he's a cunt, Messi, he's a cunt, Joan Laporta, he's a cunt. Every other Barcelona player who talked about Cesc, cunt. Every Barcelona official who talked about him, cunt. El Mundo, cunt. Like a collective cunt. Sport, the other Spanish uh, Catalan newspaper, cunt. The Daily Mail, cunt. Not for anything they particularly did about Fabregas, but just because they are the Daily Mail. And um, I think that pretty much sums it up, to be honest. Not sure what else we can say. He's staying at the club. He's our captain, and he's one of the best players in the world, and we should be um, happy to have him. Uh, So as I said, uh, things uh, squad-wise a little bit funny, lots of injuries and stuff, and we'll discuss those a little bit later on. Gilberto Silver. Uh, from Gunnerblog will be uh, joining me to discuss the Liverpool game. But because it is the Liverpool game, who better to talk to than the Mug Smasher? Hello there. Hello there. Uh, for the people who, who don't know why the Mug Smasher is called the Mug Smasher, it's because many years ago he smashed my favourite Arsenal mug um, and showed no remorse whatsoever. And to this day, shows little remorse for such a heinous act. I think I bought you a replacement a few years ago. It broke. You broke it yourself. No, it just broke on its own. It started leaking. Um, No, you did, in fact, buy me a fine pewter one, which is uh, there behind, full of of pens. I forgot about that. I should quaff ale from that. You really should. should. Mead. Um, So how are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm pretty good. Are you looking forward to the new season? I am. You are uh, certainly looking forward to it more than you were uh, towards the end of last season, where I, I sensed a certain frustration with the whole... Um, game of football from you. Yeah, yeah, last season was a bit horrendous. Um, I switched off a little bit, to be honest. Mm. Are you glad to see the back of Rafa? I am, yeah. Um, at least, uh, I think we may play some attractive football now, which would be a, a refreshing change for us. Mm. And uh, his, uh, I got sick of his politics, really, a long, long time ago. So He was a bit mental, wasn't he, really? He's mad, yeah. I mean, he's, he's single-minded, uh, and, and you know some of the decisions he made were, were political and not football and they were to the detriment of the team and it was obvious so mm. uh, as soon as that started happening I think he had to go a You're long long time ago Robbie Keane and all that kind of stuff Robbie Keane and just certain choices where he would play poor teams as if to prove a point um, mm. you know and sacrifice league points mm. uh, uh, everyone's everyone's talked enough about it really but I, I'm, I'm glad to see the back of him he did he did good stuff for the club and you know he'll be remembered well but mm. He needed to go a long time ago. And uh, what about Woy? Is he the white man? He seems to be. He's the best we could have hoped for in the situation. And uh, he's he's saying all the right things. He's managed to hold on to uh, Gerard and Torres, which is brilliant. Mm. Um, Even Gerard, because I know you, I've I've heard you launch expletives in the direction of, of Gerard uh, quite uh, regularly. Well, it's hard not to. When you watch how he played last season, you know, he was a disgrace. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know how he was captain of the football club. 
uh, to be fair. I mean, he was shocking. But hopefully he'll uh, he'll get his act together now and start playing like a grown-up. Yeah, at yeah. 30, yeah. Yeah, he maybe. Probably should. I mean, he, he's done it in the past. We know he's capable of it. Yeah. And he can be an amazing player when he wants to be, when he puts his mind to it. So mm. hopefully all those tensions are gone. Roy keeps saying nice things and sensible things, you know. Mm. So, uh, Not going to go in and rock the boat, certainly. I don't think so. And, you know, he's, he's pretty pragmatic in what he says and he doesn't seem to uh, talk rubbish. Mm. And obviously, nice. obviously Torres is important because he's about the only striker you've got, um, really. I know that Ngog is there and this new guy, Jovanovic. Um, Torres, though, very important. And uh, were, were you at all surprised that he stayed or... You know, there doesn't seem to have been the the will for anybody really to go after him. Oh, I think people were after him, all right, yeah. Yeah, but did anyone put any money up, proper money? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I really haven't paid that much attention to anything since about a year and a half ago. (laughs) It's been that bad. But, I mean, Torres seems to... I mean, I don't doubt that he would have left uh, if circumstances had been different, but he seems to have a genuine affection for the club and the city, so... Mm. uh, Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, if things go pretty badly this season, then I don't see him sticking around, but mm. it's good to have him here. All right. And uh, I suppose the big signing of the of the summer was Joe Cole. Yeah. Um, Stephen Gerrard says, anything Messi can do, Joe Cole can do, but probably better, and with his <laughs> mouth open. Yeah. Um, they've obviously got some good stuff at the training ground. <laughs> Did he actually say that? I didn't see any quotes. I just saw headlines. So. Yeah, I saw. I didn't read it either. But I'm just paraphrasing and making it sound like he said something yeah. probably worse than he did. It's, uh, uh, it's ludicrous. But what do you make of him as a signing? Because obviously Arsenal were after him. There's a lot of talk about Arsenal being after him, Spurs being after him, two clubs that could have offered him Champions League football in yeah. London. Were you surprised that he ended up at Liverpool? A, a little bit, yeah, when he had those choices. Because um, he's never been particularly uh, popular among Liverpool fans, has he? No, he he always scored against us. Mm. Always scored the winners. Um, I hate the little fucker, to be honest. <laughs> and I think he should stand up a little bit more and stop fucking falling over. Mm. Uh, hopefully he does that. About a few footballers. Yeah. yeah. He's a bit of a whingy little bitch. But um, I think compared to Benny Yoon, he's probably a little bit more productive mm. while playing a similar role or a similar style of football. So. An odd sort of exchange of players in the end wasn't it the way Ben Ayoun went to Chelsea and yeah we got 6 million for Ben Ayoun and, and paid nothing yeah. for Joe Cole it seems like a good deal to me um, and he is a feisty little fella you know he will get stuck in and, and, mm. and I think he'll give it a good bash he's got an, an enormous head as well <laughs> he does that yeah. for his body it's probably quite normal size. maybe that's why he falls over so much. <laughs> the centre of gravity yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. between his eyes what did you make as, as somebody who looked on uh, as a complete neutral, what did you make of what happened this summer with Cesc Fabregas and uh, the constant talking from Barcelona and uh, and everything else? And, um, and Arsenal's stance on it as well, the way they've dealt yeah. with it. I think uh, I'd have feelings similar to, uh, well, maybe not quite as strong, but similar to yours in that Barcelona behaved pretty poorly. Um, the jersey stunt was really, really cheap. Mm. Um, and, and doing that to a friend, I think it just puts him in a really bad position and I, I would have slapped the head off them. Yeah. Yeah, I would have got it pretty violent with them. Um, yeah, but you're pro- that's more in your character than Fabregas, I think. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. But yeah, I mean, he he, uh, he kept his mouth shut all summer, which was good. Mm. I thought it was re- really well done. And uh, it's kind of good for football that Arsenal they stuck to their guns, but it does appear a little bit inevitable that he he will 
probably go next, mm. next season, barring something amazing happening at Arsenal. Well, this, this is a, the same as the Torres thing, isn't it? That is tied into success. That players don't want to leave a team that's that's winning things. They won't leave a successful team. No, even regardless of the fact that he's got a lure, of course, to Barcelona, which we all know about. And I think at some stage in his career, we all accepted that he was going to go. He was going to go play there. Uh, but maybe not quite uh, as soon as it as it's transpired this summer. Um, so, you know, from that point of view, it's all down to what the teams do. So for Liverpool, if they're going to be successful, get back into the Champions League, Torres, you know, could well stay. Same with Fabregas. If Arsenal can win something, he'll be quite happy to stay. Yeah, 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 potentially. I mean, it, it looks sort of more likely that Fabregas would leave barring Arsenal winning the league. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you make real strides this season, but I don't. I don't see that happening. Yes, there's been a lack of signings down your way. Yeah, that that uh, leads me to my next question. What what? How do you view the Arsenal squad at the moment? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of poor. Um, not poor, and I'm not really in a position to talk because we're particularly flaky. But uh, I think it, it could be bad. I think uh, you could finish outside the top four this season. You think so? I do. What would what would you need uh, to see, or who would you need to see come in? Not necessarily names, but where would you need to see players come in for that not to be an issue? Because Arsenal, as an attacking threat, I think are as good as anybody. Uh, a centre half, mm-hmm. a central midfielder, mm-hmm. and a striker. A striker. A striker, not a number ten. Well, we've got Shamak. We brought in Shamak. Yeah. All right. So he's a striker, and he Van Persie's a striker. Yeah, I totally forgot about Chimac, didn't I? Yeah, you did, all right. Yeah, he's unproven. Okay, yeah. well then, yeah, central midfield and central defence for sure. Okay. Yeah, and defensive, you know, defensive midfielder, someone who can break up play. Mm. Flamini, for example. A a Flamini type player. Yeah, yeah. or Flamini. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But probably not, no. Probably not. Talk of him going to Liverpool, actually. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. What, what do you... Uh, what do you make of the Arsenal goalkeeping situation? Because you're uh, you're quite blessed in the sense that uh, you've got Pepe Reina, who is uh, certainly one of the best goalkeepers in, in England. What do you make of the Arsenal goalkeepers? And uh, if, for example, you were going into the game on Sunday, potentially playing a goalkeeper like Lukas Fabianski, how, how would you be feeling? As a, as a Liverpool fan? Yeah. Uh, optimistic, I'd imagine. No, no, but if you were, if Liverpool were playing a goalkeeper like Fabianski, oh, how would you be? Terrified. <laughs> That's terrified. Almunia is, is the best keeper at the club. Mm. I think that Manoni, the Italian kid, looks like he could be good in a few years, but he's a few years away from it. Um, so, yeah, I'd be terrified. But we've got Pepe Reina. If he gets injured, we've got Cavalieri, this Brazilian guy, and he is a, he's a Fabianski type. Yeah? Yeah, he's not, he's not very reliable, so... Um, Sunday, the opening game of the season. Uh, are you confident? Um, no, confidence not the word, but I believe it's possible that we could win. That's uh, certainly sticking your neck on the line there. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, oh, it's it's been such a horrible season that I'm not confident about anything, but mm. Arsenal aren't really organised at the moment. Fabregas and Van Persie are only back a week. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good chance. We have a good chance, but I'm, I'm always fearful of that little mongoloid from Russia. Yes, uh, he does seem to like scoring against you. Yeah, really? I'd like to kick the face off him. Really? Yeah. Uh, I can't say I blame you. No. He pretty much screwed your title chances that night, didn't he? He did. Four a bit, goals. Yeah. yeah, but there you go. 
Um, we, I've moved on slightly from that. Slightly. Yeah, I mean, if if you if you put me on the line, I think uh, I think Liverpool will win on Sunday. There you go. I said it. All right. Um. Uh, yeah, I have to wait and see who's playing in goal before I make any sort of prediction. Well, you uh, think if Almunia's in goal, you might not lose? Yeah, and I think if Fabianski is in goal, we probably will lose. Yeah. Um, just kick it at him as hard as he can. Yeah. And then follow it up. Yeah, or just stand anywhere near him. Did you see, you didn't see the game against uh, Legia Warsaw the weekend? No. The the second goal Arsenal conceded, there was a corner and they, they sort of, uh, they all crowd around Fabianski now because they know if you do that, he's a bit fucked. And he tripped over Vermalen's leg and landed more or less on his face and watched the ball go in. It was it was disastrous. Your predictions for the season, we better leave it, but uh, your prediction for the season uh, for Liverpool? Um, I think we can get back to fourth. But uh, maybe that's a bit optimistic, right? Yeah. And, for, and for Arsenal, for Arsenal, I think I think you might slip out of the top four. Who's going to take our place? Well, I don't Man know. Man City. It's yeah, it's worrying because it might be Man City. They have bought a few decent players, yeah. and it's horrible to, yeah. th- to think that they might do it. But uh, um, yeah, it might happen. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm, I'm only hopeful, and I'm sure all you Arsenal fans are as well, that Spurs get molested in the Champions League <laughs> and it upsets them so badly that they finish about 12th. Yeah, or 18th. 18th, yeah, well, that's not really going to happen. No. Um and yeah. go bankrupt like all of Harry's other clubs. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. See, then again, you never know what, what's going to happen. Arsenal might, uh, you know, you may come second. Mm. But I think it's going to be a long, uh, difficult season for you. Who do you see winning the league? Uh, Chelsea. Again? Yeah. What do you think? Despite I mean, what happened on, the, on last Sunday, I mean, that, that was a nothing game, really. Yeah, but defensively, are they going to be all right without Carvalho? I don't know. Alex seemed to do well last season, and Ivanovic stepped in when he was needed, so... Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but they 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 have to be the team to beat. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you finish above Chelsea, you're going to win it. Is that it? I reckon so. Yeah. But you know, I'm frequently wrong about almost everything. So <laughs> you can disregard that. <laughs> this is very true. All right, we'll leave it there. Um. Well, best of luck. It's the opening day of the season. Uh, best of luck. I hope uh, the Mongi Russian does you in again. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk to you later in the season, Monk Smasher. Thank you very much. No problem. I shall most likely on uh, Sunday be watching the game with the Mug Smasher and I hope at the end of it he is cursing our Shavin even more than he does. On, on a daily basis, I believe, he, he swears about our Shavin. 
affected him deeply, that four-goal thing at Anfield, you know. Um, still to come, Gilberto Silva from Gunnerblog.com. Right now, for the first time this season, it's, um, well, the, the Mangi Russian. Hello, I am Arshevin, and um, happy to be back for a new season. Arshevin not go to World Cup, and at first time quite uh, disappointed, but later not so disappointed because he's the uh, worst World Cup ever. Happy for Sesk uh, to win World Cup, but not so happy that uh, he has to spend time with... Um, what is an uh, English word? Fucking bastard cunts like Barcelona players. But uh, I have had a good summer. Do normal um, summer thing with family, like uh, picnic, uh, holiday, get burned by sun, travel around Europe in unregistered camper van, picking up hitchhikers and putting bodies... Forget that uh, bit. But we are back now in training, and uh, pre-season training is uh, very hard. A lot of um, running. Darshavin don't like uh, so much the running. Um, Mr. Wenger say if I uh, don't run, he make uh, roommate uh, with a boy. So I am running, running, running all the time. I am very, very tired now. But uh, fit for Sunday to play Liverpool at Anfield, uh, like very much to play there, is like um, I am Michael Barrymore in the, the pitch, is like swimming pool, and Liverpool are guests at my party, <laughs> always score at Anfield, Arshavin, <laughs> I hope to continue on Sunday, otherwise uh, could be start of... Uh, Long season. Hmm. More from Arshavin on Arscast in the future. Now, to get a more Arsenal perspective on the start of the season, the game coming up on Sunday at Anfield, and the state of the squad just at the moment, without being too definitive about everything, uh, I welcome Gilberto Silver from GunnerBlog.com. Hello there. Hello. Happy uh, new season. And to you. How has your summer been? Uh, it's been good. I was in South Africa, so it was very exciting. Uh, but I'm possibly more excited about the start of the new season. Mm. I cannot wait. Shame there was no football in South Africa for you to look at while you were there. I know, God, I know. There's sort of nothing going on at all, really. Mm. Someone said there were a few games, but I didn't notice any. I didn't see it either. What about Arsenal's summer then? Uh, we've had a, a fairly long break since, uh, since the end of May. Uh, here we are, middle of August. It's all about to kick off again. How are you feeling in general about... Arsenal, what we've done this summer and, and the way the squad is right now? Uh, I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive, a bit worried. It started well. We brought in a new player. Koscielny came in. Uh, Chamak came in as well. But I think we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, and since then, it's been a bit alarming. All the centre-backs left. There was the great exodus of centre-backs and not that many have come in. Mm. Uh, we still don't really seem to have a goalkeeper that anybody has any faith in. Um, it looks like Fabianski might play at the weekend, which is absolutely terrifying. Uh, but, I mean, going forward, great at the back. Uh, bit of a worry. It's funny how things change, isn't it? It is, rather. Um, I, I was going to talk maybe about the goalkeeper and uh, and centre-half situation, but I don't think there's any point because 
we're all very much agreed. It's rare that Arsenal fans are sort of like when the planets all line up in one uh, in one straight line. Mm. Happens every two million billion years or something, and it's happening at the moment with Arsenal fans. Um, because we all agree that we need a goalkeeper and we need a centre-half. You reckon Fabianski might start on Sunday, even though he's clearly not the Probably. best goalkeeper we have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I watched a video of him uh, playing for Poland against Cameroon on Wednesday night, and the first goal came from a corner, and uh, again, he's sort of at the near post in no man's land, and the ball has gone in at the back post, not too dissimilar for the goal, uh, from the goal we let in against Legia. Why, how is it possible, um, why is it even remotely possible that he's uh, he's going to start on Sunday? I don't know, blackmail, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's absurd. I mean, that will happen again and again to Fabianski. And he's built a real reputation for it now. He's best known for being crap at corners. <laughs> so uh, every team we encounter, I mean, Liverpool, if you think Roy Hodgson who is quite an astute manager, hasn't worked at length on set pieces with them, uh, then, uh, you know, I mean, of course he will have done. Of course he will have done. And it really worries me. Almunia is definitely better. I don't know why Wenger seems to feel otherwise. I mean, m- maybe you feel different, but I just feel that Wenger has this unshakable faith in Fabianski, as he has done in other players in the past and got it right. I remember Alex Song. He said, Alex Song will prove you all wrong. And to a degree, he has done. But, Wenger's got a much better eye for outfield players, you know, and attacking players than he does goalkeepers. Mm. And I and I sort of I worry that he's really got this one wrong. Mm. And I think any most Arsenal fans now would take anybody uh, in between the sticks, <laughs> just a sort of average Premier League goalkeeper. Well, that's Schwarzer, isn't it? Because he is pretty much an average Premier yeah. League goalkeeper. Yeah, and he, he he all he all he does is sort of not do what Fabianski does. That is the best thing. The best thing about Schwarzer is that he is not Fabianski. Well, I mean, that that's, you know, a bit like saying, um, I don't know what it's a bit like saying, but it, that's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? It is a yeah, good thing that he doesn't do what Fabianski does because what Fabianski does is pretty much terrible. It's, it's wrong. Yeah, mm. that's wrong. In the goalkeeping manual, that is sort of in the do nots section rather than the do's. Mm. And, and Schwarzer is a sort of seven out of 10 for everything. Is better than Fabianski, who might be like a nine out of ten for shot stopping, except uh, for the ones of, that he throws into his own goal. Apart yeah, from those I mean, ones, like depends on the shot. Yeah, yeah but then, then but then he's a one or a two on everything else, you yes. know, sort of thing. But more than that, sometimes a player just he gets into a rut at a club, um, a bit like you know Diego Forlan at United. Forlan was obviously a good striker. Better striker than Fabianski as a goalkeeper, I should say. But he got into a position whereby things just weren't working out from there. He became a target for fans. And Fabianski is now a target for fans and a target for other tactics and other managers. It's not going to happen for him. That is the thing, though, isn't it? Because it's one thing being a target for fans. And and we've seen players, even in recent seasons, overcome that a little bit. Because you look at Abue, for example, who was a target for fans and now has grown into uh, a cult hero of sorts uh, because he's turned it around. But... um, Fabianski is a target for for other teams and mm. for managers, and it's a weak link, and you know it's the base of our spine and the spine and the chain and the weak link and all that kind of stuff. They're going to continue to target it. I find it. I, I understand where you're coming from with Fabianski, and I share the same fear that he will start him simply because of the amount of football that he played him in uh, in preseason. I find it staggering that he wouldn't play Almunia if it was left, you know, a, a choice, be, a straight choice between the two. Almunia for me is the only option. Well, for me as well, for me as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just my hunch is that he'll he'll go for Fabianski. Right. Okay, well, let's not. Munier in a 
in a, a sort of untenable position, really. I mean, oh. I mean, I think it's almost certainly on his way out of the club, whatever happens. Amazing, really. Um, it's hard to get your head around. Let's look uh, a little bit further up the pitch. Uh, midfield could be an issue because uh, Cesc Fabregas is only just back from the World Cup. Robin Van Persie, uh, he's also just back. Uh, but Danielson hasn't played in preseason. Diaby hasn't played in preseason. Uh, neither has Alex Song. So it's unlikely that any of those will be uh, will be playing against Liverpool. Mm. Uh, that leaves us with a position where we've got Nasri, uh, Rosicki, Frimpong, and Jack Wilshire left. Would you, would you play Cesc Fabregas on Sunday, given the think, fact that he's been to Mexico and everything this week? Well, I mean that is a hell of a hell of a trip. He played forty five minutes out in Mexico. He might not even be back until the early hours of you know Friday today. I, I think that I would be tempted if he passes his physical tests on Friday to to throw him in. Hmm. Um, it's not like he first of all he plays in a three. So while the demands, physical demands, are are significant, uh, they're not the same as they might be if we were. You know, he doesn't have to get up and down to that degree, especially if he plays a little bit deeper. Sami Nasri's been playing in that offensive role, and in the absence of Song and Danielson and Diaby, maybe Fabregas could sit a bit deeper, just bring some stability to the side and ability to keep the ball, some composure. If there's any way he's fit, I think he's got to go in because as good though Emmanuel Frimpong has looked in pre-season this is a hell of a step up he's never started a match for Arsenal even in the Carling Cup let alone the Premier League at Anfield mm. you know we could go into the game with Wilshire and Frimpong who've never started a league game for us and they're both 18 years old for me that would be a big big ask against the likes of you know Gerard Mascherano might play although he seems to want out uh, it could be a really really tough ask and if there's a way that we can get Fabregas or one of the other players I agree it looks unlikely uh, into the eleven then that would be sensible for my money. Any worries going forward? I know Bentner's out injured, but I mean, we've we've been banging the goals in in pre-season. Even if we let him five against Warsaw, we scored six. So uh, uh, in forward positions, we're in a relatively healthy state. Yeah, and I think there's no imperative to rush Robin Van Persie back. Uh, you know, he, he could be on the bench maybe, but I think, you know, we've got Maran Chamak now. He, he gives us something new. Uh, Andres Sharvin played a, a good stretch for Russia he seems to have recovered from his muscle problem Nasri's been in great form Walcott had one of his best games of pre-season for England the other night so we've got a few options Abue played for Ivory Coast and he was great out in Poland we've got a few options there I have no real concerns going forward uh, it's at the back that I'm worried and that includes that defensive midfield area mm. and that's why I might be tempted to draft Fabregas back in if he's ready Alright, Gilberto Silva from Gunnerblog thank you very much It's a pleasure uh, Gunnerblog.com is where you'll find Gilberto Silva thanks very much to him and the big question of course is he going to play Cesc Fabregas on Sunday the cons we know about he's been to Mexico he's only just back from the World Cup um and that's kind of the only cons I can think of. The pros, um, Alex Song is out. Danielson and Diaby both face fitness tests, neither of whom have played a minute of preseason football because of injury. Sesk might not be 100% what you'd call match fit, but he's not injured. Uh, as well as that, it's not like the old days. He went and he went all the way to the World Cup final, didn't really play all that much for Spain, Let's face it, played an important role in the final, but didn't play that much in all the games. And it's not like the old days where the players went on holidays. He hasn't been in Santa Ponza drinking liters of carling and eating fish and chips and burgers for, you know, the best part of three weeks, coming back looking like Mickey Quinn. 
and I reckon, knowing Cesc Fabregas in the limited manner that I do, that he would want to play on Sunday, knowing that his team needs him. Because we face the, uh, the trip to Anfield going in with Jack Wilshire uh, and Frimpong, who, as we just spoke about, are two 18-year-olds who've never started a league game for us. And this is not like uh, playing Blackpool at home on the first day of the season where you could possibly leave out Cesc. This is one of the most difficult away games in the calendar. The start of the season. You don't want to be dropping points on the first day of the season. So I suspect there'll be Fabregas involvement on Sunday. Whether it's from the start or not, I don't know. He might think that if he needs him, he can throw him on. Rather than him running out of steam and then needing him and having nobody to put on. If you know what I mean. But I suspect there'll be some Van Persie or some uh, Fabregas involvement. Van Persie, I don't quite know. I think he'll be on the bench as well. There's Bentner's out. Vela's just back from Mexico. We know it takes him time. But the injury situation is a little bit bad uh, at the moment, going into the first game of the season. Um, and, of course, we're all waiting for uh, for the signings, aren't we? We don't know who's going to play in goal. It's scary to think that it might be Fabianski. I can't believe that he would actually play Fabianski when he's still got Almunia at the club, who is, by far and away, um, by general consensus, people who are Arsenal fans and not Arsenal fans, would say that Almunia is a better goalkeeper than Fabianski. They would say that um, inanimate carbon rod is a better goalkeeper than Fabianski. I mean, he could go in there and play a brilliant game. He could. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. But then I could win the Euro Millions tonight. And if I do, I wonder how much it is. Because it was one of those really big ones, like 100 million euros, I would buy Arsenal a goalkeeper, a proper one. Not a 2 million euro or 2 million pound Australian coming to the end of his career. No, a proper goalkeeper. That's what I'd do. Yeah. I'd want something in return for it. I probably want them to sign people with funny names so I can make characters out of them on the Arscast. So that's it. So anyway, I, I don't know what else to tell you other than the new season is about to start. I'm I'm excited and nervous. A little more nervous than I was this time last year, I have to say, because the uh, the squad still needs work, for sure. It still needs work. And uh, I just hope we can get through to the end of the uh, the end of the month or until we get some signings in. And it doesn't cost us because we've no Juru. We've no center half backup apart from Nordvite, who again hasn't ever started a league game for us. So we're going into this uh, season not as prepared as perhaps we should have been. But then it's the start of the season and you have that optimism, that pre-season start of the season, haven't lost any games yet, even though I've just seen us concede five to Legia Warsaw. Still got that little bit of, you know, well, it's all level now, optimism. Mixed with fear and a bit of poo, I think. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Sunday. And uh, hopefully we can do the business. Whether it's the Mongi Russian or somebody to make the Mug Smasher feel bad. I don't care who it is. Uh, I quite fancy a draw in this one. If I had some money to put on a draw, I think that's what I'd do. And it wouldn't be the worst result in the world. So um, we're going to leave it there for this week. There'll be plenty more to talk about in the weeks ahead. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Talk to you all next week on the blog and, of course, on next week's Arscast. Until then, take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Hello, Arsene. I know you was expecting Ivan, but you're going to have to deal with me. <laughs> He's off arsenalising the stadium. Bloke never stops last time I saw him. He was hanging a poster of Lee Chapman somewhere in club level. Anyway, he sent me to get through this transfer business, and if I don't come back with all the boxes ticked, I'll go mental. Anyway, let's talk first about goalkeeper. Uh, we've discussed this, and the board is quite prepared to go out and spend as much money as you like on a goalkeeper. Whichever one you want, best one in the world, don't matter. All you have to do is spend five minutes in the company of James Corden. Yeah, the fat bloke off ITV, yeah. Right, keep the ones you have then. All right, that's good, nice and easy. Now, centre-half, we know you need a centre-half, because they've all gone and left, haven't they? Gallas, Sylvester, and the other bloke, the beefy fella, or Soul. Yeah, he's gone too. No problem, whatever you want, we'll dish it out. All you've got to do is go to a lecture by Jamie Redknapp on the future of football, entitled, He's Only Gone and Come In on the Back Post Like a Proper, Proper Player, and Jamie will be wearing the tightest pair of Farrah slacks you ever saw in your life. But go along, 90 minutes, you can have whatever centre-half you like. Right. What do you say, is that? Nordinger? Nord what? Norwegian. Is it your oh, I don't matter. I'll stick it down here, Ivan or no. And finally, defensive midfield player. We know you want one of them. You've been talking about one for ages. We was going to get you one at Christmas, but never mind. Uh, something came up. Uh, no problem. You pick. We pay the money. Simple. Easy. All we need you to do is say six little words. John Terry is not a cunt. All you got to do is sit there and tell me John Terry is not a cunt and we'll go and buy you the best defensive midfield player in the world. John Terry is not a cunt. Just say it back to me and we'll do it. You can't. You won't lie to me like that. It's what I've always admired about you, Arsene. Man of principle. You are a man of principle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 